0: Because it was leaving Game Pass. You see, I have to have my priorities straight. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Geekscape Games podcast. This is episode 211. At least I think it was 211. Uh, Crush of the podcast. That's right. We're back with another episode of the GeekScape podcast, GeekScape games podcast, not the main GeekScape podcast, but uh, might be a voice you're not used to hearing opening the show. And that's me, Josh Jackson. Uh, today is a very special show because nobody else was available. Uh, Shane is busy roughing it in the Alaskan Wilds. Derek has another two dozen Taylor Swift concerts to go to. And I think Carlos... I think Carlos saw the ice cream truck outside. So we're um, the only one who had nothing going on. So you've stuck with me today. But I am happy to say that I do have a very special guest, uh, someone who's very familiar to the show, has been mentioned plenty of times but has never been on. And that is my wife Megan. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. All right. So, I'm
1: here.
0: All right, and glad to have you. <laughs> But, um, so what, just introduce yourself to the people. What kind of, you know, what's your background? What kind of games are you into? How long have you been playing? What are your favorite games? That kind of stuff. Just kind of tell us a little bit about, uh, what brought you into this wild world of video games.
1: Oh, me and my brother used to play games a lot when I was growing up. Uh, we had an NES when we were little and we would always play Mario and, um, we would always play the two-player version of Mario 3 where you could, uh, I think you could battle each other when you're, I don't i don't remember, it's been a while, but uh, we used to play that all the time and we would play Duck Hunt and then um, my aunt got us a PlayStation and I started off with a bunch of platformers like Spyro and Crash and um, platforming is still one of my favorite genres even today, uh, although they don't make as many as they used to.
0: I feel like a lot of the ones that are coming out nowadays are like really, really good though. Like you got stuff like Mario Odyssey. It's fucking amazing. Um, You have other, you know, you have stuff like even Mario Galaxy. I'm just going to name off a bunch of Mario (laughs) games by the end. But even aside from that, like the Spyro remakes awesome. Um, The Ratchet and Clank games, of course, are incredible. I mean, I remember you like you loved the Ratchet game.
1: Yeah, played the hell out of it.
0: Mm, Yeah. So yeah like those kind of games are just timeless and then you mentioned the mario versus too do you mean like the one where you're running around the pipes hitting the turtles and crabs and stuff or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay cool yeah that game that's like such a weird game because i think most people played super mario brothers first so we kind of
1: had to get to take what we could get when we were kids
0: right yeah but it's like that multiplayer Mario game was first, but no one. It's kind of like Street Fighter 1 and Street Fighter 2. Like, everyone just played Street Fighter 2, and it was like this huge mystery or this huge revelation that a Street Fighter 1 existed. So it's like you go back to it, and it's so weird and different. And I remember like playing that old Mario game. It's just kind of weird. It's like it's almost started like a multiplayer game and then went on mm-hmm. to become one of the best single player games ever made. So, absolutely. But uh, I know, um, of course rpgs are big too in this house um i know final fantasy is something that we're both really into i know you really love you love the remake more than i did but i know you really loved that recently um like do you have anything to kind of, kind of say about it or add to your love of rpgs and final fantasy uh
1: what can i say i love 13 so that tells you all you need to know
0: is <laughs> like one of the one of the few so um
1: descending to... order though lightning returns 2 and then the original 13
0: okay yeah that's that's a little bit more redeemable although i think i think 13 2 is my favorite out of the three um
1: let see of, that
0: it's kind of this weird mishmash of like pokemon with final fantasy 13 mechanics and like gara as the voice of the main Caius? of Caius yes, yeah the yes. main villain so that was pretty cool but yeah like i feel like we have like a really interesting kind of unique story because we kind of met over video games and over like niche hipster shit, like <laughs> stuff people never heard of. we like, what, you heard of that too? And then we just kind of started talking and that kind of snowballed into a marriage of what? God, I don't even want to think about it. Sometimes thirteen years—it just feels forever.
1: You don't want to think about it,
0: dude. That's a long time. Like I don't like thinking about how old I am. That's terrible. <laughs> but uh, exciting times, though. So like, we, our relationship kind of started with G four of all places on the forums, and uh, kind of, kind of like bonded over our love for the misadventures of Tron Bon, on the PlayStation, which was like a Mega Man Legends spinoff. So like a spinoff of a spinoff like as weird and obscure as you can get at the time um and then from there it was like it was like tronban and inuyasha was our thing and uh it's just kind of snowballed for there and is con- has continued to grow ever since which is super exciting and i'm happy exciting. and thankful for it so but so that's kind of where what our background is so I know you guys aren't here to listen to our relationship history. We're here to talk about games, damn it. We're here to talk about games. And that's what we're going to talk about for the rest of the show. So as usual, we're just going to go over the games we've been playing and cover some news at the end. And I know that you've had a busy week uh, this week, Megan, so you didn't play a lot. But what did you play this week?
1: Played a little bit of Stray. Um, I've been waiting on it for a little while. Um, Really relaxing, cute, had a lot of fun with it this week.
0: Mm. Yeah, I haven't i've been watching footage and everything and it's like i want to play it but my our cats are big enough jerks as it is so it's <laughs> like sometimes i just sit down and i'm like i'm not really in the mood to harass people as a cat but would you say so far that it's pretty entertaining and fun
1: well you you know me i i, I fuck around quite a bit in these games and uh I think one of the things I've enjoyed the most, I haven't gotten too far, but um, every time I see a pot, I make sure to shove it off the edge.
0: Mm. It reminds me that there was this one downloadable game that came out not too long. I say not too long. It was like eight years ago now, but it was, uh, it was uh, called Cat Lateral Damage where it was just this cheap little indie game where you literally had to like destroy as much stuff as possible and knock as much stuff as you can off of shelves and that kind of thing as a cat so yeah that seems to be a running theme of these cat games is just causes much havoc and push as much stuff off of shelves as possible
1: yeah um the story kind of gets you in the beginning I won't spoil too much but um it tugs at the heartstrings a little bit right at the very beginning so um watch out for that
0: (laughs) is the cat Jason Todd
1: sure (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, is it really? <laughs> what? He, the cat doesn't like pull off his face and he's Jason Todd at the end.
1: Uh, Jesus Christ. What game are you playing?
0: <laughs> um, Apparently a game no one else played. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, was there anything else that you've been playing recently or is it mostly just a little bit of Stray?
1: The last thing I played before Stray was Elden Ring. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. However, uh, it was my first Souls game, and I've discovered that I am really shit at Souls
0: games. (laughs) Yeah, those games are... I don't know. They're an acquired taste, even though everyone seems to love them except us, apparently. Like, I haven't even started Elden Ring yet, but it's not... Past games haven't really been my thing, so I don't know if this will change it.
1: I think if I could just like get a little more time to practice what i'm doing before i die it would be very helpful
0: right yeah that's the thing about those games too they're they're tough but fair as they say but Mm. sometimes you can only put up with enough toughness um speaking of though speaking of both final fantasy and souls games uh just to go a little off track um i know that you played a lot of stranger of paradise also Mm,
1: yeah yeah i love that game
0: it's like some there's certain parts of that game where it's like I can't even I can't believe it's real and I think that's what makes it so appealing because like some people are like dead set on believing that this game is self-aware and that it's really cringy on uh, like it's supposed to be cringy on purpose but from Yeah, from interviews, from the creators and stuff, there's no way that they they 100% thought this was the coolest shit that anyone's ever made, and that they totally nailed how awesome main character Jack Garland is supposed to be as he walks away with his limp biscuit playing, talking about (laughs) chaos every five seconds. Oh, God. But I know I had fun watching you play it. I haven't played it yet, but would you say it's worth checking out, memes aside? Memes
1: aside, it's really fun. Um, I think it might be the first time I've heard the F word in a Final Fantasy game.
0: <laughs>
1: but the uh, gameplay is fun. Um, it's it... it's kind of difficult, but it's re- really rewarding once you get around. There. And there's a lot to do. With, there's a lot to go back to once you're done.
0: Did, did Aerith say fuck in the remake or just say bitch? I know there was like a big thing where people are like, she... Aerith said something. I don't know. She... It's
1: been a while since I played that.
0: People, yeah, like there was a little...
1: I don't remember her saying bitch.
0: No, she She definitely <laughs> swore in the game. That's like a thing where people are making fun of how she is swearing in the remake. Uh, like in the original, it was pretty much just Barrett that swore and then Sid eventually. But in this game, it's like, you know, it's video games in 2022. Everyone's got to swear. So <laughs> Aerith was the one who, Aerith was the one who kind of carried that load in this game. But, uh, but yeah, were there any other games you could think of that you want to talk about? Or am I going to go off on my fighting game rant in a little bit
1: um that's about it honestly i played him in in just about that backwards order stray uh elden ring final fantasy
0: perfect yeah um it was always really cool kind of watching you play those games and i almost get to live vicariously through you because i only have so much time to play also so it's like now um i can experience stranger of paradise and stray and stuff like that without having to play him but I do intend to play them both eventually. Um, but kind of moving on to what I played, the thing I was most excited about, and I talked uh, about it with Jonathan a little bit, uh, which I think was on one of the main Geekscape shows. But uh, when we went to Comic-Con a few weeks ago, I got the chance to play Street Fighter Six, which was awesome. I loved the game so much. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, especially when we had a hard time wrapping our heads around what a charge character was in the past. But um it's this weird like mishmash of mechanics from a bunch of other street fighter games so there's like there's a parry mechanic uh, reminiscent of street fighter 3 there's like a a special uh, like a counter attack move that can absorb hits similar to street fighter 4 um they relegated the uh the um v skills and the uh v triggers from street fighter 5 into like their level one supers in this game so they have new like installs where they get new uh, temporary power-ups or abilities and that kind of thing and just overall it just really blew me away and i didn't know what to expect i was still kind of burned from street fighter 5's atrocious launch but um i got the chance to play on the main stage i was in the hall by myself so they were constantly calling people like single players up to go up to the main stage to play and it took me a while to get used to it because of the new mechanics, but, um, once I got the hang of it, like everything just felt so fluid and the game felt like it had so many more defensive options, which is something that street fighter five really lacked. So, you know, there's plenty of ways to absorb hits to tank hits, to be able to escape when you're cornered and that kind of thing. So, I mean, granted, I only got the chance to play for like 45 minutes, but that 45 minutes really showed me a lot. Um, the matches themselves played out uh, really in a really kind of funny way because there was this guy who had like 15 wins in a row or something like that. And I got really close to beating him once, but he kept beating me and I had no idea what I was doing. But once I finally figured out the mechanics, someone else beat him, but I was able to beat the guy that beat that guy. So then I kind of took over the stage and I think I got about eight wins in a row. Um, There were some really interesting matches i feel like once the mechanics started clicking the game itself sounded like really started to come together so like for example when you use your counterattack and absorb a hit in just the right way it knocks the opponent unconscious uh temporarily so you could follow up with these really big combos and that kind of stuff and then just from a presentation standpoint those counterattacks are hit uh when they hit it launches like this sea of like um, like watercolor paint that's the same color as your character which sounds weird but hmm. like the way that it comes off on the map while you're playing looks really really interesting um
1: gameplay wise was it very different from past street fighter games
0: um yes and no because i feel like there was a lot going on like it like i was mentioning it does borrow a lot from every other street fighter before this but they've never had all these things in the same game at the same time before either. Mm. Like my only concern really is that these abilities seem a bit overpowered at times. And it does, it seems like there's really little consequence from spamming those attacks. So basically the way it works is you have two bars. Now you have your super meter bar, which is for like super moves and that kind of thing. And then now you have this new bar called the drive gauge and all those, at, all of your special attacks are uh, use up drive gauge meter. So, when you do your counter attacks, that uses drive. If you hold your parry command, that uses drive meter. If you do like an EX version, like a stronger version of your regular special attacks that used in previous games, is relegated to your regular super meter. Uh, that's also tied to your drive meter. So. Like, if you spam those attacks too much, a drive meter can get emptied, and if it gets emptied, then you get weakened for a a set amount of time. But if you don't get hit, if you back away from the opponent, if you successfully parry attacks, the drive meter builds back up. So a lot of the matches I was in, people would just spam those um, abilities, but they would get the meter back so fast that it almost felt like they were getting all these powerful attacks for free, and there was no real consequence from just trying to abuse them. And like, of course, if they miss, it leaves them wide open. But I think the biggest the biggest move that I think was a bit overpowered at this stage of the game. And granted, this is like an early demo with only four playable characters. And of course, I was using Chun-Li the whole time as I've been since like 1992. But um, uh, this attack, like it, abso- it's the one that I mentioned that it'll knock them unconscious if you counter the right way. But it absorbs it absorbs hits. It knocks them unconscious. It uses, I think, two uh, bars of drive meter. And because of that, because it's able to just kind of power through so many hits, it's like if you see it, if you see it, unless you like completely jump over it or something. It's so easy, like even if you hit them multiple times, because in past versions with games that had mechanics like this where you could absorb hits, you could only usually absorb one hit. And then like if you get hit with a combo, the second hit goes through and then you end up getting stuck but mm. there were points in this match right in these matches where i noticed i would hit them more than once and they would still power through it and then to me if you block it it should leave them wide open but uh, blocking it just knocks the defending player backwards and you don't have time to respond so there's like zero consequence from spamming this move and and missing it outside of it getting jumped over mm. uh so I feel like that could use some tweaking. But then overall, yeah, I had so much fun with it. The only thing was at some point I got into a match with like an older an older guy, an older gentleman. And he, I watched the video back and in my defense, it seemed like he knew what he was doing on the video. And I felt like he knew what he was doing when I was playing, but I beat him really easy. And then everyone started kind of just like judging me and like being like, oh, I think he was trying to figure out the buttons, man. And there was just like like if i just humiliated this guy on the ma- in front of everybody on the main stage and like i was a dick for like beating the shit out of him which i felt bad about cuz the only reason i went so hard too is because that was the first match i asked the guy to film and i didn't want to look like i didn't know what i was doing on camera sure 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 i mean yeah i mean you know i have that history so like when beating i
1: beating
0: old people yeah old people and little kids cuz i made that little kids. kid cry at the pokemon tournament years ago Um,
1: most vulnerable in our society, you just can't help yourself.
0: I I mean, you know, low hanging fruit. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to risk getting, I don't want to put myself in any real danger, you know, so like the, the higher or lower in the age spectrum is kind of where I aim towards in my reign of dominance. So, um, but yeah, so like after that, I got really self-conscious about playing and then like eventually, um, I got paired up with this one cosplayer uh and when i started the match i was just kind of feeling out how well the how the well the person was playing and like i didn't want them to be like oh like you're beating someone up again who doesn't know what they're doing so i started off the match and i was winning pretty well like i was doing pretty well so then i was like trying to back off and then all of a sudden as soon as i gave her the chance to uh as soon as i gave her the chance to like recover from the moves I was doing, she just like beat the shit out of me. And I was like, all right, like, OK, she knows what she's doing. I can I don't have to lay off. And then the second round, she just straight up beat the shit out of me going 100 percent. So um, so, yeah. I don't have any doubt that she would have beat me anyway, but I was feeling super self-conscious. So um, so then the end of that story was just like I was and she was using Chun-Li, too. So I was kind of excited about how well she was using Chun-Li. And I and I noticed that someone was filming the match on her side. So I asked, oh, like, I noticed you're filming the match. Are you going to post it anywhere? And they're like, oh, yeah, we might post it. Um, And she had like this QR code ready, like total professional. So she's like, here's a QR code on my phone. Scan this and then it'll uh, take you to my page. And if and we might end up posting it so you could see it. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I scan the page, the page starts loading. I walk away, look down at the screen, and it's like an Instagram page that links to an OnlyFans. I'm like, ah, she hustled me. <laughs> like mm-hmm. She she knows what she's doing. It's like, hey, like here, here's my QR code. Now send me some money. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. But no, overall, it was just a super awesome experience. I loved playing Street Fighter Six. I cannot wait for the real game to come out. And I can't... Uh, Evo's actually starting tomorrow as of this recording. So... I'm looking forward to some big news for the game because Comic-Con gave us absolutely no news, so I'm assuming there's going to be at least a couple of big reveals there. Um, Aside from that, in my biweekly adventures in games leaving Game Pass, as we've talked about in past shows, a lot of times I'll play games just because they're leaving Game Pass, and sometimes it's to the detriment of things I actually want to play. So, yeah, so... (laughs) Uh, so I played Katamari, Damasi re-roll again, had a much easier time. If on an older episode somewhere, I'm sure I was ranting and complaining about how the Switch version kind of was a pain in the ass. And there was a couple levels over that I had trouble beating. Uh, this time I blew straight through it and I think finished it in like three hours. So I was pretty satisfied with that. But uh, you played it back on the Switch and... I know you were telling me that you didn't really struggle at all with the switch. So what do you think was my problem? What did I do wrong?
1: Your problem? Um, I don't know. Katamari has got a learning curve and, um, even if you've played it before, it takes a while to pick back up again.
0: Yeah. It's like, I haven't, I never really got on the Katamari craze back when it was big. I think the only one I really played through was the first one on 360. And I don't remember what that one was called. was it called me and my cat. No, that was PSP. Um, what was the one on 360? We love Katamari or was no, we love Katamari was the second game. I'm going to have to investigate this cause it's going to bother me, but either way, <laughs> um, the 360 version was the only one I completely played through before the remake on switch. Beautiful, Beautiful Katamari. Yeah, that was it. See, I knew I kept you around for something. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm good for something.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, so it took me a little while to get used to it, but then now that I knew what to expect playing it again on um, on Game Pass, I was able to get through it pretty quick. Um, now, aside from that, the game that I really wanted to be playing in the last week or so was Xenoblade 3. Um, I had been looking forward to it ever since uh, Jenna Coleman leaked that she was playing uh, her character Melia from Xenoblade 1 in 3, uh, when she gave that away in an interview, I've been looking forward to this game coming out. Um, and, well, <laughs> she she would have been fired if that was any other voice actor. Nintendo's been the kind of notorious for if voice actors show any level of enthusiasm for the role that they're playing, that they'll fire them and replace them in a heartbeat. They, they, they did that for someone in Fire Emblem. And I think, it, well, the circumstances were much more serious than that. But I know that one of the Fire Emblem voice actors got who said his dream was to be in Smash Brothers, got replaced in Smash Brothers um, because of some, yeah, because of some circumstances, some personal circumstances. But um, in her case, she is a former Doctor Who um, right. assistant. So, yeah, there's no there's no way that they were going to replace her for leaking it. But anyway, uh, going off track. So, uh, yeah, Xenoblade 3. There's a game I've been wanting to play more than anything, and I barely played it because... I was too busy playing Katamari at, because it was leaving Game Pass. You see, I have to have my priorities straight. You see. Like, could I play a game that I really want to play that I'll have forever? Or should I play a game that I kind of don't want to play, but I'll never be able to play it again unless I pay 20 bucks? Like, you know, it's it's the easy decision. And, you know, I'm, all, I'm constantly putting my happiness aside. So it's okay.
1: It's just Katamari, man.
0: No, it's just Katamari. That's what people um, people should have said that back when it came out, and I bought a dog's life instead.
1: God, I remember how popular that was back when that came out.
0: I remember vividly, like a dog's life and Katamari came out on the same day, and like Katamari was twenty bucks, <laughs> and dog's life was like fifty. But I saw on G four back to G four, but I saw on G four that you could like poop and pick oh, yeah. it up in your mouth and mm-hmm. throw it at people. So that was like the that was like the game changer for me like the decision was easy got to go with dog's life I so we
1: both rushed out and bought dog's life yeah two copies of dog's life
0: yeah do we still have both copies absolutely do. aren't they worth like 300 bucks each
1: Something
0: now like that so i in the long run i think we made the right decision because the game kind of sucked <laughs> and katamari katamari's and your, on game pass Kat, yeah <laughs> but katamari's on game pass and you can get it anywhere and dog's life is 300 bucks and we have like two copies of it yeah, so, so you know that's 20
1: years later validation
0: that that almost pays for our comic-con trip so there yeah. <laughs> you go um but yeah back to xenoblade so uh the little bit i played of it's pretty intense like it starts off it hits the ground running you're playing as these characters who are already in the middle of this war you don't really know why they're fighting it but there's some very obvious hints in even if you didn't watch the trailers and stuff there's very obvious hints even from the cover art because like there's a mixture of the robots from the first Xenoblade combined with like the giant monsters from the second xenoblade so you could kind of put two and two together and get an idea of what you're fighting against especially because your main characters who consist of like humans and like bird people essentially are fighting against people who are like a mix of like humans and cat people which if you've played the other two games Mm -hmm. you can have an idea of who's who and kind of what's happening um, but yeah, you're kind of thrown headfirst into this war. You're playing as this group of four friends who've grown up together, but growing up is kind of a weird way to put it. Cause in this game, every character lives only, only lives for like 10 years. And they're like, it seems like they might be like artificially created specifically to fight this war. So, um, again, very early in the game, but I'm at the part where you're kind of getting a little bit of their background, their backstory. Um, seeing what their like childhoods were like, like it really just rushed into things quick and is like speeding through like this kind of stuff in anime, in like RPGs and anime and stuff. Usually, this is the point where a character is about to die. Like you don't, you usually learn about the character an episode or two before they they're off the show. So for them to be introducing everything so quick, like it just kind of gives an idea of how fast paced the game's moving. Um, in terms of gameplay, it's similar. To the past games where it's almost like an MMO simulator, Uh, your character like auto attacks, but you have a bunch of special skills that you can uh, trigger at certain points. Uh, The attacks get more powerful or gain extra um, status effects against the opponent if you hit them from a certain direction. So, for example, certain attacks will do more damage at the back or it'll create a... Um, it'll create like a status effect or knock them down knock enemies down if you hit them from the side and that kind of thing and each of your party members will have other abilities that kind of have synergy with your own so like for example your character can make an opponent dizzy and then one of your partners will have an attack where if you hit a dizzy opponent with it it'll like knock them down and that um, stuns them even longer like stuff like that Um, but yeah I'm looking forward hopefully that by the time we've record another show i'm hoping to be done with it because i really just want to play through it i'm really excited to see where the story goes um knowing that jenna coleman spoiled that melia's in it and melia was my favorite character in the first game i'm really excited to see what's going to happen with that um but i know you haven't really played xenoblade 3 specifically but you played through one finally uh yeah last year so like what do you what do you think about the series overall it
1: was really fun um the first game was great uh melia was my favorite of course um she's just too cool
0: it's good taste
1: right um but yeah i remember the story was really good but the the thing that bothered me about the first one is how they kind of exposition dump on you at the very end chapters um so it felt kind of overwhelming but it was fun overall
0: yeah i think that's a running theme with these games because i've i've had plenty of time to play part two but i never finished it and uh Apparently the exposition dump at the very end of that too. Mm. And I guess kind of spoiler alert for a seven-year-old game. Yeah, I'm fine. But you fine. But you won't, if you never beat either one, you won't know what the spoiler is. But I was going to say mm. the exposition dump in part two is pretty much the exact same exposition dump from part one. So, huh. which is kind of leads into three, how characters who look a lot like characters from one are at war with characters who look a lot like characters from two. It's kind of like the setup for the whole thing. So... Um, but yeah, so far so good. I'm um, excited to get through more of it. Hopefully no more games leave Game Pass ever again, so I'll have time to play this. <laughs> um, uh, but then the last game that I've really been putting a lot of time into, and it's something we've both played, um, is the Multiverse's open beta, which for anyone who's unfamiliar is the Smash Brothers-like platform fighter featuring Warner Brothers characters, Where which after today's Discovery Plus cuts who even knows what the fuck warner brothers character means anymore (laughs) like but uh we both played a lot of it um what did megan what did you think of it in the little bit that you played
1: yeah you played a lot more than i did but um i had a lot of fun with the characters it's great to see all these characters i mean just the same with when smash came out these characters fighting each other um all their moves are really cool like uh Having Garnet in the game was really cool for me because I've recently become a huge fan of Steven Universe.
0: Okay, I was going to say is Garnet from Final Fantasy IX or
1: not that Garnet?
0: Okay, just just checking. Like aside from Garnet, though, like what are some of your other favorite characters? Because the thing about it is it's a free to play game, so it has a setup where you have to pay real money to unlock most of the roster. But one cool thing about it is if you play local verses, like we did when we first downloaded it it actually does give you access to the full roster when you're playing like offline. So we got a chance to pretty much try everybody, but, um, aside from Garnett, was there anyone else that stood out to you?
1: Um, I really want to try playing with Jake and Finn more, but, um, Aria was really cool. Um, I've heard you say that people say she's not very good, but I disagree from what I've played. I had a lot of fun with her cause she's really fast and I really do prefer fast characters.
0: Yeah, I could attest to that because when we were playing and she used Arya, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. That um, the first time I beat you. Huh? Yeah. And like you beat the shit out of me and I had no idea what was happening because she was moving so fast. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love fast characters like um, my character in Soul Calibur 2. What was uh, so long ago? Talim. Yeah, Talim. Talim's dope. So Arya is perfect for me. Um, the other character, I liked how I felt like Shaggy was a lot like Luigi, I want to say. In some kind of ways,
0: because he's a dork. Yeah, because well, he,
1: he has the because oh, he wears green. Night no, Luigi, Yoshi. Um, he's got that little air, um, hover kick thing.
0: Right. Yeah, but it's funny too because when Shaggy does it, it's supposed to be simulating like how in Scooby Doo when they run away from the monsters and they like yeah they like run in place for a little while with the little like sound or whatever the fuck.
1: But that's like his float recovery thing, so right, that was yeah. Cool.
0: And of course, they leaned very heavily into the memes with Shaggy, since he could turn like Super Saiyan or whatever, or Ultra Instinct Shaggy or whatever the whatever you want to call it. But um, but yeah, the
1: sandwich like- is cool. How you can uh, how you can pick it up and throw it around, and then what uh, Superman can freeze uh, throwables, and then you can pick them up and throw them around the stage. So
0: mm-hmm. that's a funny thing about the game, though, is because. I don't think I've ever played one of these games that's so um, unashamed of being a Smash Brothers ripoff because there's like almost almost every move that these characters have in this game are like carbon copies of Smash Brothers characters. So like when Shaggy pulls out the sandwich, he pulls it out out of the ground for some reason, which is the exact same thing, of course, that Peach does when she pulls out the radishes from like when Mario 2.
1: Sandwiches grow on the ground, don't you know?
0: Oh, apparently. Well, I, I guess when you smoke enough weed, <laughs> when <laughs> you spend enough time in the mystery machine, you can find sandwiches anywhere. But uh, yeah, it's just like stuff like that. Um, like, there's elements of, there's plenty of elements of Smash Brothers moves and characters mixed into like pretty much everybody. Um,
1: Wonder Woman felt very linkish to me.
0: Yeah. Um, Finn from Adventure Time, he has an ability that's almost exactly like Shulk from smash brothers where with shulk he could use his sword to give himself different like stat boosts whereas finn he collects money and when you um by hitting enemies and when you have enough money you can um shop to buy like power ups it works almost exactly the same and then with him you can buy bemo and it gives you a powerful counter attack where he holds bemo up to absorb a hit which is exactly what peach does with toad mm. on smash brothers <laughs> um shaggy himself like I guess they really couldn't make a move set out of being hungry and being afraid of everything. So a lot of his moves are just pretty much ripped straight from, like, Street Fighter and stuff. Like, he has the Shoryuken, the same, like... Well, Mario and Luigi both have it, but, of course, that kind of originated with Street Fighter. So he has, like, a Shoryuken. He has, like, uh, Captain Falcon's jumping knee, like, killer Mm. jumping knee attack. Um, So, but, yeah, like... But they're, they're hardly... Hiding the fact that this is a Smash Brothers clone and they're embracing it, which I think is a big part of the reason why the game so far has so much enthusiasm and so much excitement around it. I think, it, what was the player count? Like 115,000 concurrent players or something like that when the open beta went live.
1: I don't know. Something
0: insane like that. Um,
1: I think at, I've heard it had a couple million downloads
0: so oh, far. Yeah, so it's insane. Like, you know, there's plenty of Smash Brothers clones have come and gone, but like this one is easily the biggest one um and to me it's well deserved there's i mean it's still in beta so i guess you could excuse it because of that but there's still some aspects that are rough like it has full cross play but whenever i tried to join with one of my friends who was playing on xbox and i was playing on playstation like it would crash every time the match would try to start um there's definitely some balance issues like the hit boxes in this game are fucking nuts like sometimes i'll be behind somebody and they'll hit me with a forward punch it's um It's kind of insane. Uh, My not by choice, but because when you play online, everybody gets Wonder Woman for free. If you complete the tutorial. And then other than that, it's like you get five characters every week or every couple weeks to play with, and then it rotates. So then it'll switch to five different characters. So when I play online, I've mostly been playing as Superman Uh, again, not really necessarily by choice, but he was like the one that uh, I did the best with from the free characters that were available. And, um, he I mean, there's a lot of people who play the game a lot that say he not, he's not that good. But you could you uh, could have fooled me because some of his moves are. Well, it's kind of funny, too, because I guess to balance it out, he moves slow as shit, even though he's supposed to be like as fast as the flash. But um, he has this move where he like flies forward in slow motion. But if he touches the opponent while he's flying, he he continues to fly with them for a little bit and then he like punches them. But if you like catch him with that in the air, you just pretty much fly to the very edge of the screen. And the second that you punch him, they just die no matter what their health is. at. And then he has a his up special. He pretty much just grabs their foot and throws them upwards. So if they're like anywhere close to the ceiling, like you'll uh, get that move too. you, will just kill him with no uh, no damage, which is great um when you play against shaggies because a lot of shaggies will try to jump to the top of the stage to charge up their super saiyan thing Hmm. and then so as soon as they do it you just grab their foot and just like lightly toss them upwards and they they die
1: that reminds me of the iron Um, giant fuckery
0: oh yeah um there was one match where i was fighting against the iron giant and he just kept doing this um like spinning lariat attack in the air and it just lifted i pretty much was at zero damage and he lifted me up all the way up to the ceiling and killed me and
1: it's kind of like bowser's shell move um but way worse
0: mm, yeah or like even like mario's like down b where he would spin around mm-hmm. um well like or he, like, compared to street fighter it's essentially zangief's spinning lariat where he spins around with his arms out mm. but he also it also has a helicopter effect so you uh, iron up, giant up. floats up <laughs> and so he'll carry you off the stage with that it's like and i haven't personally experienced it myself but a lot of people are saying that finn's hitboxes are fucked up and that, yeah. um that his backpack like the la- he has a move where he spins around with his backpack but the last hit of the backpack the ha- like the backpack's just in one spot it's not moving anymore but if you touch it you get sent flying so people are saying that that huh. lingers too long and um just like different things i'm trying to think they i heard that they're um they're in the process of nerfing Bugs Bunny because there's something broken about him, but I've never really played with him, so I couldn't really tell you what it is. Um, but the uh, last thing I'll say about it is that my probably my favorite character to play with in general, but I haven't really done it online because I'm not very good with him yet, is Tom and Jerry. Um, it's probably the most unique character in the game so far. Um, he It's almost like a pseudo Ice Climbers where, they, where the two characters attack independently, but... They start together and all of Tom's attacks are essentially him trying to hit Jerry and Jerry's moving out of the way. So it's like he's swinging a mallet or he's swinging a tennis racket at Jerry and Jerry moves out of the way and then you hit like fucking Batman instead. Um, so um, but then eventually you could there's a movie you can do where you where Tom puts Jerry on a slingshot and shoots Jerry at the opponent. And once he lands at that point, Jerry kind of becomes independent and he'll randomly shoot like wine corks at enemies but then if you launch a projectile at Jerry with Tom, uh, Jerry will hit it back and then you could keep lobbing it back and forth between Tom and Jerry. And then anyone who's in gets caught in between kind of gets bounced around and gets hit with some like really huge damage. Um, so like the cool thing about that though, is that if you accidentally say shoot Jerry off the stage, or if you leave Jerry alone by himself too long for too long, the opponent can actually kill Jerry. And that, leaves him on a cooldown for a certain amount of time. So he'll eventually respawn. But Tom's movesets completely moveset completely changes when Jerry's not with him and he gets like significantly weaker. So it's a really, really cool concept for a character. Um, It's definitely my favorite so far because of all of that. I just want to practice some more with him, like him and LeBron James, I feel like are the weirdest ones so far because LeBron uh, who got announced at Comic Con, uh, that's like he has a basketball And he hits people with the basketball, of course, but you could pass it to your partner. um, Like, and you could throw it back and forth between each other. If he loses the basketball, his moves change and he's not as strong without it. Um, And that's one thing that I did want to mention too. Like a lot of the games we played were against each other, but the main focus of the game in a way they're trying to make it stand out from Smash is that it's supposed to be a two-on-two focused game. So a lot of characters' moves are centered around trying to help your partner. So, like, for example, uh, you mentioned Steven Universe. Like, he can create shields that protect both opponent or both partners or teammates, I should say. Um, there's an original character that was made just for this game named uh, Raindog, and he has, like, a laser beam that connects to the his partner. Um, if an opponent touches a laser beam, they take damage, but it kind of tethers the two teammates together so if your partner gets knocked away raindog can like yank them back onto the stage before they die so it's like stuff like that um it's just really hard to execute in an actual match though because it's so chaotic and there's so much going on yeah. it's really hard to tell when your partner needs help when there's a when there's so much happening um but yeah i mean that's about all i have to say about um multiverses but i feel like that would be a good time to segue into the news because a big piece of news that broke today was that Multiverses is, is the official release, at least is delayed. Um, essentially, it was supposed to release next week, August 8th. And they announced it. And uh, alongside Morty, who is going to be the first character added since they revealed the base roster. Um, or, or I should say since they released LeBron James, really. But um, it's interesting because they didn't really say why they're delaying it. And they didn't give a they didn't give a new date, so it's essentially delayed indefinitely. Um, the current pre the current battle pass that was supposed to be like a shorter preseason pass, got extended a week. So at the absolute earliest, it should be out a, an extra uh, extra week after an extra week. But there's no confirmation yet, so who knows? Um, there was some speculation and some worry that uh, the Discovery Plus merger had something to do with it and i mean if you've watched any kind of news about anything that has to do with like pop culture and uh and warner brothers at all you've seen how they've been cutting movies and tv shows left and right movies just vanishing off of hbo max without warning um so people were worried that you know this is like a big warner brothers crossover game is this being affected is this why it's being delayed but the uh, director of the game came out and said it has nothing to do with it but I don't know. Do you buy? Do you believe that at all? Or do you I believe mean, it completely?
1: No, it has to have something to do with it.
0: Like, that's kind of my feeling. Like, maybe it's not maybe it doesn't have anything to do with it. But it's like when people are panicking and saying, oh, it has something to do with Discovery. What else are they going to say? They can't be like, oh, yeah, is Discovery. Fuck those guys they are about to cancel our game. Um, They you know, they're going to try to satiate the community and try to keep everyone calm and keep everyone in high spirits because everyone's still pretty enthusiastic about the game. And like we said, a lot of people are playing it. So, I mean, uh, I don't know, I guess we'll find out. I just want to say, I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't really think he's lying, but I don't
1: under, um, you know, downplaying.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel like, I feel like you could very easily say they're trying to balance more things And that's the main reason it's being delayed. But also, maybe Discovery is taking a second look at it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just super paranoid because they fucking canceled, like, they canceled Snowpiercer, which is like their, I know it's one of your favorite shows. And it's like (laughs) one of their highest performing shows. And they canceled that because it's too expensive. Ridiculous. This I didn't know. You remember that, you know, that weird sitcom, Chad? Yeah. And they said they were coming out with a second season of it. They canceled the second season hours before it was going to air. (sighs) Like it. literally the same day the season premiere was going to air, it just didn't air. And they said they canceled it the day of, like the day of airing, like hours prior. So I, I don't know. This whole thing is just such a mess. It's just
1: terrible to cut all this stuff when people have put so much work into all these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, the the girl who plays Chad, I don't know much about Chad, but she's hilarious. So um, it just sucks to see all these people not getting to see their visions come to life
0: right um what was the other one? Oh yeah obviously bat batwoman yeah. um them canceling that's kind of ridiculous because it's like i don't know if anyone's ever has if anyone read too deep into it but essentially discovery saying oh basically the movie sucked it didn't fit our vision it didn't meet our quality standards so that's like super shitty because it's like for one you're like publicly trashing your own product but two like there's a bunch of people whose work just got tossed in the garbage, and then you're basically rubbing salt in the wound by saying, "Oh, their fucking movie sucked. Like that's why we're not bringing it out. It's like terrible." But like on top of all that, apparently more news started coming out where they only really did one test screening, and the test screening scored about the same as everything else that they're still releasing, like Shazam two. <laughs> so it's just an example of they're kind of just using quality as a scapegoat for whatever weird ass decisions they're making right now, right? um but yeah yeah.
1: quality's never been a problem before
0: right like fuck have you seen man of steel and and justice league and batman v superman when since when has quality been a fucking requirement to release a dc movie um but kind of on the same subject uh a big a show that was kind of up in the air for a little while it seems like it's safe now but um the for wrestling fans aew um seems to be a pretty big centerpiece of the future of discovery and turner and wb and so as if like as if the stars aligned and created this huge coincidence they after months and months and months the box art and some extensive gameplay footage is finally shown for the aw game uh aw fight forever and there was a lot that they showed that I pretty much expected of it. And then there was a lot that I didn't. Uh, was there any part of that trailer that surprised you at all?
1: I was just happy to see Abaddon in the game.
0: Oh yeah. That, yeah, that is pretty cool. I as Abaddon with Abaddon being in it. I feel like that opens the door for a lot, a lot of characters to be in it because we love Abaddon, but like, let's be honest. She's just kind of like, she's only on AEW dark. She's not really a featured wrestler. Right. So if she's in it, then I think we're gonna be we're gonna have a pretty healthy roster um unlike the actual AEW roster, which is like torn to shit right now <laughs> but um yeah, like it looks cool. It's pretty much what I expected, and it's funny because there's a lot of people and i I think a big chunk of them aren't really arguing in good faith, but a lot of them are like, "Oh, the graphics are cartoony, and oh, the animations are janky and stuff, and I'm like. That's kind of what they promised all along. They promised that they were trying to emulate No Mercy and Smackdown. Here comes the pain, which are two games the, that are considered the fun ones. Yeah, the fun ones. Exactly. Uh, they're like two games that are considered some of the best of all time in terms of the wrestling genre. And those games were really focused on like counters and like meter building and that kind of stuff. And you were kind of rewarded but with these cool, like kind of almost cinematic camera angles and move animations. But when you actually watch them, the moves happen from like move to move, it was very robotic and very like kind of janky. But at the same time, it allowed the player to kind of plan out their moves, um, try to decide when you want to do a fast attack or a slow attack or a stronger attack or a weaker attack to get an advantage uh, when you had time to taunt. Um, when you had time, when you would need to back off, when you would need to grab a weapon, it all was very like methodical. And um, that's pretty much what they've been promising from the beginning. So if you're disappointed by that, either you weren't paying attention to begin with or you're not arguing in good faith, as I don't really know what else to say. And of course, if you don't like No Mercy or whatever, that's more power to you. I'm not saying you have to like it. I, what I am going to say, though, is that American wrestling games for the last like 10 or 15 years have been glitchy, garbage which kind of came to a head with wwe 2k 20 a few years ago where the game pretty much got like got recalled and they had to like kind of reto skip a year and re- and spend extra time developing it because it was such a disaster and the newest game even with the extra time is still pretty glitchy so i would rather have a game that doesn't have photorealistic graphics which isn't even really true for the wwe games because usually the 10 or so characters in the advertisements are the ones that look really good and everyone else looks like a sausage (laughs) so it's like i would rather have a game where everyone looks cartoony and the game and the animations are a little janky but it plays right and my game's not going to fall apart with the slightest you know with the slightest error or whatever or my character's limbs aren't going to fly all over the place or my character's face isn't no one's going to crab walk across the screen no one's face is going to melt no one's hand is going to get stuck through the rope and make it fly through the whole arena as long as i don't have a laundry list of that kind of stuff and i just have a fun game that works i'm happy with that and um it seems I'd be like
1: disingenuous if I wasn't saying that those videos were fucking hilarious,
0: though. Yeah, I mean they were hilarious, but imagine spending sixty bucks on something that doesn't work. Oh. I could watch it on YouTube. I could laugh at the YouTube videos without spending sixty bucks on a game that doesn't work. That they I rushed let out. everyone
1: else spend the money for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I just always feel horrible for the developers because yeah. I'm sure they're they're doing their best, but they're oh, put yeah, on like yeah. a six month time crunch to fucking crank these games out every, and like every year, and then it doesn't help that WWE would at the time, especially was like firing people. Mm -hmm. I think what year was it? The most recent game where it's like half the roster didn't work for them anymore. (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. But like the AEW game seems to be really kind of focusing on the fun aspect of it, because one thing that really surprised me and they, some of the, there were some leaked adverts, um, like leaked data sheets and that kind of stuff. And it seems like it's going to have a pretty extensive feature set. Um, they said they're going to have a full online casino battle royal, which implies that you're going to be able to play 30 player battle royals or 28, however many it is, 29, 28 player battle royals with 28 individual unique people. Um, that
1: should be fun. They're going to have like,
0: you know, the barbed wire. They're going to have the um, exploding barbed wire death match, which I'm really hoping that there's a random chance that the explosions don't go off at the end. Just, oh just for the sake of it. Um <laughs> Of, and they're you know the usual like tag matches triple threats ladder matches like it seems like a pretty rich feature set and then they confirmed create a wrestler and a full career mode but the most surprising thing is in the trailer it gave me strong like pokemon stadium vibes how it had a lot of really weird like mini games but this has like this has like a baseball mini game there's a rhythm there's like a rhythm music game where everybody's practicing doing pentagons uh um god like
1: mario party looking coin collecting stuff
0: yeah it's like there's just so much in it that i wasn't expecting so it looks like it's going to be a blast i don't know if it looks like a 60 dollars game but that's how much they're charging and that's probably how much i'm spending so <laughs> we'll see um so just to speed run the rest of the news um we did. I mentioned Pokemon Stadium, but uh, there was some other Pokemon news that came out. There was a big Pokemon Nintendo Direct. Uh, the biggest news to come out of it of course was the extended footage of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet which has the dumbest legendary Pokemon I've ever seen. Um, the new legendaries are essentially your character's bike now and they both have wheels except the red one still used the Scarlet cover Pokemon. Has wheels and he looks like a motorcycle, but he runs with his feet, so his wheels are just hanging. It's Mm -hmm. like the dumbest thing I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) It's like those baby trikes where you sit on them and they don't have pedals and the kids just Flintstone across. It's exactly what it looks like.
0: Yeah, but it's supposed to be a legendary it's supposed to be a legendary Pokemon. That is
1: legendary. No,
0: it is not legendary. That is
1: fucking legendary
0: a motorcycle that doesn't know how to be a motorcycle. (laughs) There's nothing legendary about that. Like you could get a power wheel up the street you could get a power wheel for like 300 bucks there's nothing special about it um legendary but yeah it showed off some features it showed off like the multiplayer they still haven't gone into detail how the multiplayer is going to work um but apparently they did show more footage of like four people running around together your legendary bike motorcycle thing can also like transform into like a hang glider and that kind of stuff. So it's essentially going to be like your HM slave without being an HM. Remember
1: slave. when You see get legendaries at the end of Pokemon games.
0: Yeah. It's weird. It's like this time it seems like you're getting it pretty early. Um, maybe it'll come up with some dumb thing like, Oh, it'll be your bike, but it won't be your Pokemon until you prove that you're worthy by collecting eight badges or some, that sounds about right. Some dumb crap. But, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of like controversy because, uh, they announced that this is going to try to be a fully open world game. So you can go to any town that you want whenever and you could tackle the gym challenge in any order you want. Uh, But then later there was language. Well, for one, there was a leak a few weeks ago that pretty much confirmed everything that was revealed here. So people see that leak now is pretty credible and there's language in the press release that matches up with something specifically said in the leaks, which was that the gyms don't scale. So it kind of defeats the purpose of having the open world because if you go to the town where the gym leader's at level 40 at the very beginning, you're not going to beat him until you beat the ones that are at level 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 first. So it's like you have the choice, but do you really have the choice? Do you ever? I mean, not with Pokemon. <laughs> you have no choice but to consume, consume, consume. Don't think too much about.
1: Bye, bye, bye.
0: Yeah. Like the, that was. You know, it's funny because people say that about Pokemon now but that was like the plot of the chin Pokemon episode back on South park Mm -hmm. from like 20 years ago Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. it's like bomb Pearl Harbor. Don't think about it. Just keep buying. (laughs) But yeah. um, But yeah. And then the other major thing that was revealed is every game now has to have its own gimmick. So this one is kind of like Dynamaxing, but instead of them growing giant, they turn into. Chandelier. pieces. Yeah. They turn into like crystal and then they have a weird hat. Like, I guess In one of the past games, they got rid of hidden power, which was a special move that based off of your stats, it would have a different type. So apparently they replaced hidden power with this. So depending on what their stat spread is like, when they transform into the crystal, they get a new type potentially. And they wear, they like grow a crystal hat for some reason that signifies what that type is. So for example, they showed a flying Pikachu who had crystal balloons. So wearing balloons will signify that it's a flying, it's now a flying type. So It's weird because it's like, on one hand, I feel like it expands your strategy because now you could have like a flying type Eevee or whatever. But then at the same time, part of the strategy of competitive Pokemon is trying to plan for contingencies and kind of have options to kind of make up for your Pokemon's weaknesses and that kind of thing. But now it's like you have no way Mm. to really predict it because from the sounds of it, every Pokemon could be anything.
1: Well, isn't what they were saying that Pokemon will get different ones, but I don't. It doesn't sound like they're going to have all the different ones, right?
0: I'm not completely sure. I was unclear about the specifics, but right. from some of the stuff I was reading, was saying that they can only become certain ones, and some of the ones I was reading was saying depending on if you manipulate the stats right, they could be anything. Oh, okay. So I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, yes, we'll see. But yeah, I guess we'll see. We probably won't see until the game comes out because they have a habit of not really telling you specific- specifics about anything until they're forced to. Um,
1: That's okay. I'll be buying it. Don't worry.
0: No, I'll have fun with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was about it for the Pokemon news. And then the speed run, the rest of it, um, the, Gravity Rush, the director of Gravity Rush, who famously left Sony a few years ago, um, said not only does he want to continue with a Gravity Rush 3, but he wants to bring the other two games to PC. I think that's a great idea. Gravity Rush 1 was my favorite Vita game. Gravity Rush 2 is my favorite PS4 game, which might sound weird to some people, but I would honestly, at this point, in my jaded existence, I would rather have something that is super unique and creative that's a little rougher on the edges as opposed to something that's super polished.
1: And fun. Gravity Rush is just fun.
0: Gravity Rush is like, it's like nothing I've ever played before. Um, If anyone hasn't played it, you essentially have the power to control the gravity around you, so you can fall essentially in every direction, and you essentially become a superhero to this small town by manipulating your gravity powers. Part two added so many more new mechanics; it was just such a much bigger, more expanded game, which makes sense because the original was a Vita launched game, and then the second one was like a mid midlife PS4 game. So, um, super underappreciated. But I would take a game like that over like something that's like technically super polished, like say God of War, or Last of Us, but most of it plays like stuff I've played a million times before. Mm-hmm. So like, if we get a chance to play another Gravity Rush, I would be so happy because I was just under the assumption it's dead forever because they dispens Sony disbanded the studio. They're focusing more on Western style narrative games. So if I can get if I can get a new Gravity Rush, I'll be so happy. I'll buy I'll buy another PS5 that I, I'll rarely use once it's done, <laughs> like the one I have now. But um, aside from that, uh, oh, yeah. Last thing I wanted to make sure to mention is uh, I don't know if anyone who owns an Xbox has ever actually searched the Xbox store, but there's this really bizarre collection of bootleg-ass games. So <laughs> there was some... What was it called? What was the fake Donkey Kong game called? It was called, like like donkey country or some shit like that something like that and it had a picture of like donkey kong and diddy kong from like some key art from the super nintendo and then you click on it and it and you look at the screenshots and it looks like this really really cheaply made bootleg phone game where like donkey kong's collecting mario mushrooms or some shit there was another one called like king k rules something and the cover is literally and there's two of them actually there was a sequel right and the King K Rule one, the cover is literally just King K Rule T posing. And from what I could tell, um
1: <laughs> Donkey Monkey Adventure. Like from
0: <laughs> Donkey when we're searching, we found a different game Donkey called Monkey Donkey Monkey, Monkey Adventure. Adventure. Um But yeah, there's the King K Rule game. I think it's just King K Rule falling through space while you try to collect dots or something. And it's uh and the cover is literally just king k rule t posing and there's two of them um but i guess to follow this trend or maybe it's a maybe it's a sequel in its own right um Mm -hmm. someone somewhere decided oh there it is if anyone's interested it's called (laughs) king k roller it's free it's free on the xbox store the first game is a picture of king k rule t posing Second one is a silhouette of King K rule T posing. (laughs) So just in case you're confused of which one's, which, um, but yeah. So to follow that trend, I guess someone decided, you know what? Xbox is missing God of war, but we're not going to let something like trademarks get in our way. So they came out with a game that pretty much ripped, um, Kratos appearance from the God of war, uh, ps4 game and put him in this game called god of warning um i actually think i might have read something that it got after it got a bunch of press i think it did yeah we're searching the store and it's not there anymore so um i did read something that i heard it got pulled um for whatever reason i don't know why the donkey kong ones are still there and but the god of war one for whatever reason got a ton of press and apparently because of it it got pulled like immediately so if you want to look it up i'm sure it's on the internet floating around somewhere but unfortunately if you missed out on that hour or two that it was up on the xbox store it looks like we're not going to be able to play it so uh but yeah um i think that's the shortest show we've done we almost actually hit an hour which is a small miracle for us so uh i'm i'm proud of us uh so is there anything else you want to say before or want to add before we sign off
1: thanks for having me all
0: right glad to have you and fun And hopefully we can do it again sometime. Um, But anyway, uh, where can people find you? Are you active online, on games, social media, any of that? Any of that you want to share? Not really. an enigma. Yeah, an enigma wrapped in a burrito. Mm. Um, I am not a mystery. Or maybe I am because I don't post anything. But I'm at Inu Joshua on all gaming platforms and social media. So if you want to tell me how terrible my hosting job is, I am not really open to it i'll probably just block you but you can send it anyway <laughs> um but anyway that is going to be it for today i'm hoping in the next two weeks uh the regular crew will be back but until then thanks so much for listening and bye everybody
1: how do you work.